Okay, well, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you this, sir, right now. Uh, when I announced that I was going to, you know, interview the sheriff, everybody and their mother's brother had questions for me to ask. Hey, they were Perfect. like, they were like, well, ask him about the employee unions or ask him about, you know, his, his stance on the political views and then ask him about this and ask him about that. And then I decided I was going to change the name of the podcast to Adam has suddenly a political aspiration, <laughs> but that's not the name of the podcast. The name of the podcast is Adam has a beard. I would like to say that your beard, <laughs> uh, it looks way different than what I saw on your picture. It's way longer <laughs> and it does have a little bit gray in it. Oh, so it's got a lot of gray. That, that shows that you're, you're, you're wise and uh, that uh, I, I dig it. I can't grow one like that, but it's cool. Of course. So it's not it's not Adam has any political aspirations. It's Adam has a beard, and I am going to you know I'm introducing to you everybody right now listening, the sheriff, um, John Snazzle. Well, and Adam, I just want to say thank you for having me, and just to let you know um, to your listeners that I did ask you not to send me any prepared questions. Yes, you did. And the reason is is that I just want uh, if your friends or your people have yes. questions of me then I would be more than happy to answer it. Now, whether they like my answer or not is, is a little <laughs> probably different, but of course. I do think that it, um, it gives me the opportunity, A, to uh, at least your listeners get to know that I'm a real person just like everybody else. 100%. 100%. That's where I'm at. We, we do things. We, we, we put on our pants on both legs at the same time. We, yep. we go to work. We do our thing, and we come back home. Mm-hmm. Right? So I did have some questions, and I told, like I said, it. I wanted to ask them to you and send them to it. you. So I didn't want any any, any <laughs> kind of bullshit. Where you're so like, ah, just so your audience it. knows that <laughs> the last time he interviewed somebody that was a chief, he had to ask certain questions. And yep. what I told told him is that he doesn't have to. You can ask me whatever you need to ask, and I'm totally cool with it. Let's do that. Let's get her started then. Um, the first question that I have that's always been pressing for me is, because like, I lived through the eras of Gary Edwards. Who's, just to let you know, uh, Sheriff, Sheriff Gary Edwards, yep. now Commissioner Gary Edwards, yep. is like a second father to me. Um, he dude. is uh, a person that I respect, mm-hmm. and I love to be around. Uh, I've learned a lot from him, and... Uh, I uh, I definitely want to be like him. I'm that's like one of the next guys I want to speak with. Eventually, yeah. you know, he's a great guy too. He was always great. And then um, Sheriff Kimball, Sheriff Dan Kimball is yep. a super smart guy. Yep. He um, the the part about Sheriff Kimball is that he is a super smart guy, and I think he could have been sheriff as long as he wanted. Right. He was that. He's that smart. He's that good, and uh, he had uh, uh, some confrontation with uh, the county commissioners at the time, and uh, there was some stuff going back and forth. And I couldn't tell you. I I, I just think that uh, maybe whatever his personal reasons why he chose not to, but I still believe that he could still. I I believe that he would be the sheriff today. Yeah. Uh, running today if he had stayed. Oh, so so what made you, or what motivated you to become into the law enforcement? Uh, get into law enforcement. Wow, that's a great question. So um, so 
I was um, in special operations in the Navy. Okay. So uh, maybe most of your viewers weren't around uh, back in the mid-'80s, but I worked in uh, Nicaragua, El Salvador, on Honduras. And my job was to find bad people. And um, I was I was just an analyst, and I was assigned uh, to work with these uh, groups. And um, after that, I came home for a little bit, and uh, I became a longshoreman in Tacoma, mm -hmm. a casual longshoreman. Yeah, yeah. I worked with my mom and my stepdad as a longshoreman. My mom was one of the first female longshoremen in Tacoma. Oh, nice. And I got recalled to active duty, uh, the first Gulf War. Um, once uh, I went to the Gulf War, my job was, again, to find bad people. And we were able to do a couple rescue missions. Yes. And then um, I came back and I did a ride along with my twin brother who was a police officer in Napavine, Washington, <laughs> which was at that time about two square miles <laughs> and uh, maybe three square miles. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I loved it. And what it made me think of is a sense of service and belonging, right. uh, something that I felt good about doing. Absolutely. Uh, like when I was in the military. Yeah. And so I uh, pursued my career and, and uh, got picked up by Thurston County Sheriff's Office in uh, December of '93. Nice. So nice. Yeah, I worked. I before that, I worked for Nisqually Tribal Police Department. Okay. And I also worked for a small town uh, in Winlock, Washington, mm -hmm. where uh, I made like seven dollars and eighty cents an hour back in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're like, my graduated. wife at the time was not happy with that wage. <laughs> That's the year I graduated. So I mean, <laughs> right? I remember yeah. that year. You know. Okay, so it sounds... Thanks for making me feel real comfortable and old. Thank you. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> uh, so what, what about your job is the most passionate thing? I mean, what, what, what's... You come in like, yeah, this, I'm really excited about doing this today. Or when you say uh, excited about my job, are you saying as the sheriff or as a law enforcement officer or a deputy? Sorry. Uh, I'm going to say with the, as the sheriff. As the sheriff. Well, what, what I reflect on the first time is that how I got to be um, a training officer and a, uh, a SWAT operator, and I got to be a uh, rescue swimmer, uh, search and rescue. Yeah. I got to be part of aviation. I got to be, um, I ran a meth lab team. I did undercover narcotics where I did uh, work motorcycle gangs and I worked uh, mostly meth lab stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to work um, lots of, uh, I did some homicides. I did, I uh, got to work with the FBI, DEA, um, ATF, and I worked, back then it was the, um, um, it was like, like the Border Patrol. Yeah. Um, so I got to work with them. And then, um, you know, 
doing all those things and being a weapons of mass destruction. Um, and I thought, what could I do to really help out my community more? Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to do all the fun things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like what I thought was really super right. fun. Right. But um, then uh, when Sheriff Kimball had decided that he wasn't going to run and, uh, you know, being around uh, – Sheriff Edwards at the time and before that, and uh, I uh, had decided that what can I do to make the community that I've grown up in my whole life even better? Right. And what can I do to make it the best place for where we can work, live, and play, have a great time, and our kids go to school safe? And I felt that that I wanted to be a bigger part of the sheriff's office than the roles that I got to play. And that's what the, was the catalyst for you to... Yes. To I, I, uh, I did all the public uh, information stuff mm-hmm. for the sheriff, yeah. Kimball at the time, and it afforded me the opportunity to be involved in a lot of other programs and see what the sheriff... Not see, maybe get insight about what the sheriff gets to do. And, uh, you know, being involved in Boys and Girls Club, Big Brother, Big Sister, um, being part of behavioral health, you know, being part of the solution to what, being part of a solution to what we're seeing as being a big impact on our community. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to do it. And I still feel that way today. That's the way I feel. That's that's great. (laughs) Because like every person that I've spoken with, every deputy I've spoken with has always said something like fantastic, which has led me to this day sure. interviewing, hey, you know, you need to talk to the you talk to the sheriff because the sheriff will give you a lot of insight. It's not just running out and catching bad guys. Sure, that's great, right? Sure. But my show, what I do, what I concentrate on is the mental health aspect. Not necessarily like, oh, hey, you got to do this. It's more like, hey, well, what is going on with the mental health of the sheriff or the deputies? How do you guys collectively or separately, how do you guys decompress and how do you guys deal with such such traumatic days? That's a a really great question. And the reason why I say that is I just told you a little bit about my past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seeing the things that you see in other foreign countries – or things that you can't unsee. I agree. Um, in doing things and things that uh, you never grow up thinking that you will have to do, right. but you do to survive. And uh, then um, getting into law enforcement and seeing what domestic violence does to people, families, what what kind of bad people are out there and what... Yeah. What can you do to, to for what can you do to help the victims? And you go to a car crash and you see things that it it it's horrible. It's it's and then you look at all the things that we see and we don't. The, the biggest thing is is that in law enforcement we don't get called up to a family eating out or eating dinner. And they're having pleasant conversations and invite us over just because they want to see us and say, hey, how are you all doing? Right. We go there because there's a disturbance and right. people aren't getting along. Right. 
and we're asked to solve those problems. And I know that a lot of people think that, well, law enforcement, how do they maintain? How do they stay focused? Mm -hmm. Because we're not impervious to having crisis at our own homes or dealing with our own issues and family and other things. So one of the big things that I did, um, I was, I did, a, I was, uh, involved in a, uh, a fatality, uh, when I was doing a, um, a drug deal. And after that, uh, you know, being a SWAT guy and, and being a, a aviation and rescue swimmer and stuff, um, what I got approached with is how do you, John, you should be able to come and talk to people who've been involved in traumatic events and see if you can have them. And so I became a critical incident crisis responder. Oh, nice. Um, and I uh, was involved in every critical incident involving law enforcement and shootings. And all it was is to talk to the law enforcement officers that were involved in the incident and let them know what they're going to go through. The Oh, okay. the, the pain, the healing, the not wanting to eat, the, the regret, the thoughts of, you know, the feeling bad, you know, how, all those emotions that go along with it. Yeah. So since being able to be the sheriff, I've now created a uh, officer and safety wellness program. Now which, you got my attention. Which I like is actually this. Yeah. A, uh, it it, it yeah. takes a while to get these programs going, but... We, we started this program at the beginning of the year, and we expect it to get even better as the years go by. Yeah. But what it is is that for uh, the men and women of our agency to be able to go and meet with somebody and can talk about their experience, mm-hmm. how they're feeling, excuse me, and how, how we can better deal with it, and how do I get them help. Yeah. Yeah. And so... We've done that with other deputies in the past, but it was us not really uh, being good at the process. So that's why I started this program, because I want us to be better at this process. I want us to be better at not only serving the law enforcement aspect of the sheriff's office, but the corrections aspect as well. That's right. Because our corrections deputies also experience a lot of traumatic events. Oh, yeah. And um, so we've been able to create this program, and I've also been able to create the scout program, which goes out, um, the scout, the Sheriff's Community Outreach Utilization Team, and they go out to help people that we're dealing with who are having mental health crisis. Okay. And All how right. do we better help the people that um, we are dealing with whether they're going through a crisis or whether they've been involved in an incident to where we can get them help. I mean, we, we also have our chaplaincy program for when they experience, you know, uh, unfortunate deaths, but also with this Sheriff's Community Outreach Utilization Team and also with um, our Officer Safety and Wellness Program, we're really, I mean, I can't say I have all the answers. I can say that what I'm trying to do is help all of our law enforcement and all of our corrections deputies uh, be better. Yeah, and uh, back in the 
days when we were doing it, we would just go to a bar and drink and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. so I can tell you when I was right. in special operations, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in law enforcement, yep. that's how we dealt with it. Um, and so now there's a better ways that we can deal with it and acknowledge that uh, just because it comes with a mental health. Yep. And, you know, when we talk about mental health, it comes with the connotation that you're messed up. Right. Or you're screwed up or what, whatever. the, It isn't that connotation. It's, That's exactly it, it's right. It's just a yeah. generic, in my opinion, two words that encompass a lot of things that we can do to help other people. I agree. That's like going to get yourself tuned up. Go check up at a doctor, right? Go get your, 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 your physical. Right. And go get, exactly. you know, I got a headache. You know, they tune you up. They, like, they check you out, right? Why not go and and get that continued mental health support, right? Perfect. Yeah, we also, uh, I had a a sergeant who was able to acquire uh, some workout equipment from the U.S. Nimitz. And so uh, we have an entire workout facility. And during the COVID times, we were able to have that gym available to all our deputies because you couldn't go to the gyms. And so... uh, that also helps out with your uh, officer safety wellness, right? Yes. It yep. helps out with physically taking care of yourself, yep. uh, hopefully eating better. Um, what I am seeing with our, uh, I'll say our younger generation, is that they do eat a lot better than, you know, going to <laughs> Taco Bell at 2 o'clock in the morning and getting a couple burritos and some tacos. But anyway... Yeah, I, yeah, not to say that I don't do that anymore because <laughs> I still do. But anyway, yeah, I agree. You know, that's good, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's good to see you're encompassing, you know, the the newer generation, which leads walks right into my next question. It's like you know your leadership. How how does your leadership and development play into the newer generation? Are they more accepting as to, you know, the the sheriff who's been who's been around for a while, right? So sure. how does your leadership and your workforce development encompass these deputies too, to be able to, to grow? That, that's a, um, a really great question because I have 260 people, just over 260 people working for the sheriff's office. And I would say about at least 150 of them don't know what John Snaza was like before he was the sheriff. So they don't know all the things that I did, all the mistakes I made. Right. Um, Were they mistakes or were they lessons? Well, I would say that when when you talk about a mistake, is it a mistake of the heart or of the mind? Nice. And uh, my mistakes were made uh, of whether of the heart when I'm chasing somebody and um, I... uh, I take them out and I'm, I'm going, I was going too fast and being held accountable for, Hey John, maybe you shouldn't have been chasing that person, even though they burglarize a home and they're in a stolen car and you caught them all. Maybe you shouldn't have chased them in that neighborhood because you were driving too fast. And the part is, is that, um, acknowledging that you make a mistake and that you're willing to accept the, the liability yeah. of it. And, 
And even though in your mind you're going like, well, I, I caught the bad guy, but the part is is that not thinking about did I endanger anybody when I was doing that. That's right. And so that's when I talk about mistake of the heart or the mind. Nice. But when right. we talk about how uh, with our younger generation, they only see me as the sheriff. And when they see me as the sheriff, I imagine they see me as this guy that um, I, they don't see me enough because we're in three different buildings. Oh, wow. Which is... It's hard enough as it is. It is very tough. Especially yeah. when you're trying to send a message. And the message, how the message gets distributed. Is it from the sheriff? Is it from the chief? Is it from the sergeant? Who is it from? Right. And each person has their own way of delivering a message. Telephone game. Right. So, and, and we all have our own way of sending our own messages. So how I'm sending a message. The other part is, is that... Um, what is the perception of what the sheriff does? Right. I mean, like, That's a big you're asking me questions about it, mostly because if you don't know, then how many people really don't know? Exactly. And I can tell you that the best part about being the sheriff is how involved I am in the community yep. and with decisions that are being made that affect whether it's homelessness, whether it's mental health decisions, whether it's... Um, how I can get my deputies more equipment. Uh, my fight is how do I better equip the men and women to do their job and to be able to serve our citizens? Mm -hmm. That's my whole focus. And the hardest part is, is that if you're a deputy, your focus is, well, um, we have deputies, we're losing deputies um, and we have vacancies. And when you talk to them about it, the hard part is, is that if you've been here for a length of time, this is the first time in law enforcement history, not only in Thurston County, but the state of Washington, throughout the United States, we've had a, uh, a, the great resignation, if you will, whether it be law enforcement or other jobs right or careers oh yeah careers. and then you're yep. looking at okay what do i do to get more people to want to feel like they're doing what they can to serve their communities yeah and the best part is is that the men and women of the sheriff's office are like so much our recruiters I have a lot of people who want to work for the sheriff's office. It's just going through and doing the backgrounds. But in law enforcement, we still have a 90% failure rate on polygraph and psychs. Yeah. Um, just because whether a person doesn't want to divulge, you know, I did something really stupid and I really don't want to say it. Right. Not understanding that I don't want the perfect person. Yeah. I want a person that... A human <laughs> acknowledges that they've made mistakes because mm -hmm. how are they going to deal with a person when they on a traffic stop when they made a mistake? Right. How are they going to deal with that person? What are they right. going to do? Are they going to be mean, rude? Are they going to be understanding? Um, so those are the things that you always hope that the people that come to the sheriff's office who want to work there are people who acknowledge that we all make mistakes. Yep. 
it's how we're able to deal with those mistakes yep. and help them through that. You basically humanized all sure. the deputies right now. I mean, with that statement, and that, I think that's pretty amazing. Watching these guys go in and out, day in, day out, do their job. You do your job and effectively communicate. Sure, with uh, and, and you you're have, developing. You have friends in law enforcement, sure and do. so yeah. I suppose you would be better at saying, "Are they real or not?" Because <laughs> what you know, like, what is the perception of, like, a law enforcement anyway? I mean, uh, is it a perception that they're above everybody else, or is the perception that they're a real person, or is the perception is that they're they were always that kid who uh, was a real asshole to somebody right. and, and wanted to be a cop. Right. So that's, that's whatever people's perception is. And the, the, the way they get that perception is when they contact law enforcement. Right. And the hardest part is, is that when law enforcement comes into a home for a young person and takes their parent away... Their perception is that law enforcement is a bad person. Right. It's a skewed at that moment. Right. And mm-hmm. how do I fix that? Mm-hmm. And that's probably the hardest part is that's why it's important for me to have deputies in our schools. Mm-hmm. Because I our agree. deputies do make a difference and an impact in our schools. I can tell you right now, personal experience, my son, you know what I mean? His, his godfather is a deputy. You know, and he gets to see him on a regular basis, humanize a human-human contact conversation, uh, an interaction. And then when he sees him in uniform, he gets this this look about him like, "What?" You know, just really right. excited about it. You know, so when he goes out into we're out in the real world, oh hey, there's you know police officer so and so. Hey, oh that's you know that's that's uh, deputy so and so. Hey, there's. Hey, there's a state patrol officer so-and-so. So he now he sees he's got a greater understanding and respect. Right. And I believe that starts at home with good parenting. You know, whether that whether I've if I've made a mistake, about to make a mistake, already made mistakes, you know, it starts at the home with how you raise your children in regards to law enforcement. Uh, absolutely. You know? I would uh so being a parent and you being a parent, we also acknowledge that. We do make mistakes as parents. As well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and being able to um, acknowledge when we do make mistakes 100%. and let our children know that, you know, what dad did or what mom did, that that probably wasn't appropriate and we're going to do better. Right. Whether it's the language we use oh, yeah. or, you know, <laughs> things we say about somebody. Or, right. You know, there's always something we could say, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that in front of yeah. my kid or something like yeah. that. But... That's what makes us Human. Uh, better. Yeah. And the way, the way I explain to uh, a lot of people is that we go to church together, we shop together, our kids go to school together. We're all, at, you know, we all want to have a great place where we live, work, and play. Yeah. And our kids are safe in school. That's, that's I think, that's, that's wh- whether it sounds for. like utopia or not, but that's <laughs> really what I want. Yeah. And that that's what I focus on is that what can I do to make this community a better place yep. for all of us because I live here too. Yeah. And people forget that. Right? Right? <laughs> that's a big thing. It's like this is your community too. Exactly. And so if you're trying to better it and you're trying to you're trying to not only get everybody excited about their own community, hey, you live here too. Let's get on the same page. 
Right. Utopia is not that far off if everybody got all the same well, thing. I mean, we all have a know. different perspective of what utopia is. And I think that the hardest thing is, is that in general, we all want to see people living a great life, Agreed. doing the things they want to. Yeah. Um, hopefully doing as best they can yeah. and being able to um, make it. Yeah. Whatever making it is, whether you have goals that you want or whether you're just okay with the way things are, but you always, hopefully that everybody has an opportunity to do something that they want to do. Right. That's how I look at it. That's great. Look, I I, I have a couple more questions Go for, for you. Um, so just to let you all know, he's reading off. He's <laughs> I got, got a whole bunch questions. of questions. I do got some. This is an important thing for me today. You know what I mean? I've been excited Go about this meeting, yeah. meeting the sheriff for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like I got a couple more questions, and for then um, we've discussed mental health, which you know, as I said, um, that's a big thing for me in my, my my podcast. I love to discuss mental health and how men mm-hmm. are often neglected in the mental health aspect. I think that when you talk about mental health and men, it's a uh, a me- if you would, it is like, I don't want people to know that I can't deal with exactly. this crisis or that situation or this affects me or that affects me. And the best part about some of the programs that the sheriff's office is working on is that acknowledging that all of us are affected. Yes, all of us. All of us are. Yep. That, and we're not all perfect. And... Uh, how we deal with things is how we, it does affect us. It affects our health. Yep. It affects our daily work. Yep. And so acknowledging that we we really need to take a good look at ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, sometimes you don't like to look in the mirror and do that. That's right. That's true. <laughs> sometimes you just don't. You're just going like, oh, my goodness. Okay. Not today. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> uh Hypothetical situation. Hypothetical. You ready for this? I guess. Sheriff's driving around. Mm -hmm. He just got off the off the hill. He's cruising down to the next sure next situation. He's got the radio on. What is the sheriff listening to? What do I listen to? I actually am listen. I actually my radio is listening to all the traffic that's going on. Dang it! No music. I I I do (laughs) I do have I do play country music. 96.9. 96.9. It's okay. A, it's a local radio station. Sure. And so I do listen to country music. Um, you're you're I listen shit. to some some <laughs> uh, talk show stuff too. Okay. And um, I um, I when I listen to the radio, it, it when I when I talk about the radio, our our uh, our radios in our our vehicles. So I'm listening to what's going on. So like yesterday, driving down the hill, coming from something, and uh, you know we're looking for a bad person. So I get to go and work with them, looking for a bad person. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yesterday, uh, we had a complaint at Tingwa Lumber, and a person was trying to get into a jeep. So I got there, and I'm ta- talking to a person who's having some a mental health crisis. So we're working on that. Yeah, and then. Uh, the the thing is is that when I do go to calls for service or I call out, um, 
there's a bunch of cops that show up because they don't think I know how to do police work. So, I, I mean, I, I, I like to think that I, I can do it. But the sheriff doesn't they, know. They, they're like, okay, the sheriff's here. We better go there. And they're, they're like my babysitter. So they're just making sure that I do do it right or I say the right thing. So, yeah. But, but yeah, it is, 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 um, I, I go out on calls with uh, the men and women out there. I don't go on as many lately i've been a little bit busy on my other of course other stuff but um i like to go out on calls i like to stay in touch um and when i go out on a call it's mostly just to bs with the deputies see how they're doing <laughs> how awesome. things going i don't i mean i don't want to i don't uh get involved in even though being the sheriff i can override all the things they do sure um i, I just go there because I'm in awe of, uh, kind of going back to one of your other questions, is that I'm in awe of the men and women who do do law enforcement and what they're facing every day. Yeah. Yeah, I always want to go I mean, up to them think, when they're talking yeah. and sitting there during a stop or something. I always want to go up to them about, like, I can't go up to yeah. them because they're, they're busy, you know. I, sure. Regardless of they're talking about, you know, where they're going to go drinking right. next or whatever. Right. but. I always wanted to go and talk to them, just see see what their mood is. Because, like, what they're presenting, they've got this person arrested or detained or sitting on a curb hanging out while they're discussing this. I want to be over there, and I want to hear what they're saying. I want to know what their mood is. Well, usually what they're talking about is what they have the individual there for. Sure. Um, are they going to keep that person? Is somebody else at the other at a residence or is there more information to follow mm -hmm. so there's a lot of stuff going on i know that uh, a lot of times when we've had it to where you, you might see uh, some deputies uh, smiling or laughing or something like that at a crime scene yeah a lot of that is uh, how they relieve the things that they saw oh yeah that's a big thing. So, uh, like, um, it's not that they're being morbid. They're they're seeing some heavy they're, things. They're trying. To, yeah, when when we dealt with uh, the lady and her four year old daughter that was uh, killed, um, it was tough. Um, it was tough because nobody wants to see that. And you know, I went out there and I talked to them, and I, you know, I'm at the crime scene, and I'm just trying to make sure that our deputies are focused on find out who did that right. and right. we have like i said the men and women of the sheriff's office are amazing people they, they do are. some great work and uh, i'm just super proud to be just even part of that organization i, I think I, it's amazing I, i'm just that lucky guy uh, you are that lucky but i'm also the lucky guy getting to sit, sit down with the sheriff man anybody can sit down and talk to john snobs <laughs> just to let you know here i am i'm, I'm not that special just, just so you <laughs> Just so you all know that as well. Well, I, I literally <laughs> called you out. I didn't really call you out. It was more like, you know, a salute, you know, to, to you know, congratulations for doing this. And I just wanted to, hey, come on to the show. And here we are now, you know. Sure. So here's my, I got a couple, one more hey, Go for it. You can ask me as many as you want. When you are done, you're finished, it's, obviously as the sheriff, as the sheriff, there's not very many, you know, full weekends maybe because you're working, you got this, you got to respond and you got to sure. do this and that. You're home. You get to relax for a few minutes. What are we eating? What are you throwing on that grill? Uh, well, lately, uh, uh, my wife has been grilling uh, hamburgers. Okay. Okay. And having a, and a couple of adult beverages. Okay. Uh, I'm a Coors Light guy. <laughs> okay. All right. So Silver my wife likes uh, some uh, 
an IPA or something like a Lucille yeah, yeah. or a, a, a Bodie. Okay. But, um, yeah, yeah uh, go out there and uh, relax. And uh, she's always asking me how my day was. And like The key there was relax. Yeah. And, yes. and uh, we try to have uh, coffee every morning, like about 5 o'clock in the morning, get up, uh, she gets up. She makes the coffee. <laughs> I, I do every once in a while, but she does a way better job. And so anyway, and then uh, we sit and talk about the day. And Perfect. but um, I probably sleep about. Uh, I probably sleep about four hours a day. Dang. A night. Yeah. So I don't. I don't sleep very much. Um, and a lot of it is I just got a lot of things I want to do. I want to be. I. Uh, you know, just things that um yeah i i uh i have a lot of things that i'm always trying to figure out how do i make the agency better mm-hmm. and um you know especially when you're you have people that are out working in the middle of the night and uh you know you want to make sure they're safe so worrying about i i, I try not to worry about them but I do. Yeah. And the reason is because it's my responsibility. Everything is, like, that's all on me. Yeah. And their safety is on me. And if something goes bad, then it is, did it, what could I have done better? Did I do something wrong? You know, you're, you're just going through all those questions, um, whether it's an officer-involved shooting or whether it's a horrific car chase or whatever it involved. Um, you know how you know I, right now I have a deputy who's not doing well he's uh, he's, uh, he's sick and then I have another deputy who's um, lost lost his spouse and I mean like those are the things that affect us as well because it's your teammate well yeah I family mean it's our, they're our family yeah. and it's hard and when we talk about young people um, they I think they start to understand what family is as long when they start staying there longer. Yeah. And what I explain to everybody in law enforcement is we love each other, we hate each other, we fight, we argue. Um, and sometimes we like to hang around each other and sometimes we don't. Just like family. Just as long as you grow <laughs> though, right? Right. And, it, that's and, and understand what we can do to be better. Oh, that's a, that sounds like a great nurturing environment. You well, know? you always hope you're providing that. <laughs> and like I said, you can always do better. Always do better. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That's what I got. That's it? That's I'm done? I, I, like I you told know, you. I told you. I was like, I, I, this, isn't the, the, I, this isn't a political show. I understand. No, I, I, it doesn't I, have to be political. What I'm saying is, is that... I really appreciate you letting me uh, come on and I appreciate talk to you your coming family. on. <laughs> I don't know if it helps or hurts you right now. It, 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 it helps me because I get to see what my job is um, that I have absolutely grown from. From day one, you know, I started this podcast as a way of healing. You know, I got hit. I work in as a, an emergency responder for DOT. Okay. I got hit, massive concussion. And I was healing, got hit again a, wow. almost a year later, another massive concussion, um, and I just started healing. And I talk about my healing process. And as that healing process expanded, I started humanizing people, musicians, doctors, therapists, sure. lawyers, sheriff, you know. And so it's 
I find it it's my responsibility to help the community, my people, people who listen, to see that there's not only does somebody care, but somebody's listening. Right. You know what I mean? And if I can reach one person, oh man, you talk to the sheriff. I was excited. I got one other guy, you know, I'm going to call him out. His name is Chase Cutler, and he was like, you should ask him if he likes hot dogs. Do I like hot dogs? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's, Who doesn't? <laughs> I found that was the most uh, amazing question. Cause I was just Who like, doesn't? I was like, out of all the questions that they were throwing at me, I was like, you know what? The sheriff is human. I, I love I grill hot dogs. I do like. Um, I, uh, you know, the co- those Costco dogs. Oh, my God. We should get a couple of those. So, uh, you know, when you go to Costco, you got to get their, their uh, you get a Costco dog and a soda. Yeah, the so, buck 50 uh, meal, yeah, right? But well, it's a little bit more now. Oh, but, yeah. But anyway, it was a good deal. So we're that's talking good, about hot dogs. That's a great deal. But, um, yeah, I uh, definitely, uh, I, I'm sorry about the concussion uh, stuff and I will tell you that, um, you know, being in a motorcycle crash, I'm really think. I mean, I know you didn't ask me any questions about my crash, but I will tell you that uh, one of the big things that what I learned about being the sheriff is that um, I was with friends riding my motorcycle mm-hmm. and I didn't think of myself as a sheriff. I thought of myself as a regular person. Yes. And that was a mistake. And the reason why I say it was a mistake is that even though there's no helmet law in Montana, I represent the citizens of Thurston County. And I I had my helmet with me, but I wasn't wearing it. And I should have been wearing it. And... When we talk about mistakes and what yeah. humility is and what leadership is, is acknowledging that that was a mistake I and mean, I shouldn't have been. I mean, uh, I can't control what a high speed wobble is. Right. And, uh, but what I, what I want to say is that I don't know why I got to be here today or why I get to be still here. I just hope I don't disappoint anybody. You're doing just fantastic to me. So. How, how is that healing process? I mean, you, um, I have you're doing, um, you're doing better. I, I didn't want to get no, into personal. It, I, it, uh, the, I bring it up just because uh, it is important to me. Well, well, when, I, <laughs> when you brought up your your incident, and yeah. I'm just saying that with my incident is that I have metal in all of my arms, so it takes up a lot of the movement in my hand. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I have to do still is I still have to qualify with my left hand, and I'm right-hand dominant. Oh, right. So I still have to shoot with my left hand every, every year to still qualify to be able to carry an on-duty weapon and do my job. Yeah. So I make sure that I put myself through the same process that I expect every deputy to go through. That's, that's amazing. Whether it's uh, driving or training or what have you. I do that because it's what I expect of my people. Why wouldn't they expect it of me? I'm nobody special. So that's how <laughs> I, I keep saying it. that, but I, I think you are, man. Uh, you know, I, I see, I got this little piece of paper in my, in my, in my wallet that I carry with me all the time. And it has your signature on it. It's that the little Well, you're CPM. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Just, if you can tell them it's not a traffic citation. Oh, it's not a traffic citation. <laughs> I can carry a weapon with yeah, me. Yeah, there you go. So anyway. Um, but yeah. 
I, I so you're, but as far as like you know, sure you're training, and, that, and, and that's that's great that you're holding your standards. But now, as you are, you you better. I mean, you, you go to I, PT I would say still. That, uh, I would say I'm more spiritual. Okay. Uh, being being younger and being in the military, I. Uh, the things that happened to me, I was just thinking I was just lucky because I was a young guy, right? right? right. And then uh, all the things I've been with in law enforcement, that's well, just my job and I was a young guy. And now we're, maybe it comes with, as we get older, we realize how precious our lives are and how precious the people we surround ourselves with are. And where I look at myself now is that, excuse me, I definitely am more conscientious about people and their feelings. I would say I'm more emotional, um, which I don't like to be at certain times because I want to be that tough guy. Yeah, you want to be the Yeah, (laughs) but uh, what I would say is that uh, I couldn't tell you why I got to survive that crash. Um, but I just don't want to disappoint anybody. You'd be doing That's how thing. I look at it. Well, you know what, sir? I w- wish you luck on the the uh, election. The you. whole the whole situation happening. You know, I I I, I can't say on on That'd live fine, who are, who I vote for, yeah. who I'm not voting for. But I just like I it, it makes me happy to see that you have somebody underneath you. Hey, I think I can do it. I mean, I think that's great. I think it's great that you're in a position that you care for your deputies. I think it's just, that's, that's amazing to me, and that's why we're here and having this conversation. Well, thank you for having me, Adam. I really appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right.